Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ready, Set, Review podcast. We are your unbelievably handsome hosts. I'm Anthony. <laughs> and I'm Matt. <laughs> we have a great show here for you today. Really excited. Some cool, really cool things that have happened in the last couple weeks, so we're really excited to get a chance to talk to you guys about it. So, uh, so yeah, thanks for being here with us. Uh, take, a, take a second, relax, sit back, and uh, get ready to enjoy the show. Speaking of enjoying the show... I thoroughly enjoyed the UFC fight. You know, this is, this is a re- really a great place to start, and I'm glad that you used the term show, uh, because really that's that's what it was. I mean, it was it was definitely a spectacle. I mean, it was uh, it was incredibly entertaining. It was a, a really good fight. It had a big fight feel to it, which is the key to any good fight. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, it was... Uh, you know, before we, we talk about any of the, uh, the the theories that we have around it, you know, you know, you know, let's just talk about, um, you know, the quality of the fight. Uh, you know, I think it was I think it was a great fight. I, I think that both fighters fought well. Um, I, I was a little disappointed. Uh, McGregor looked like he was outmatched. Uh, he definitely was totally. outpunched completely. Um, I, however, if I had to do the scoring on it, I would definitely have given the third round to McGregor. Yeah. Um, before he uh, he got. Uh, the, choked yeah, out. Well, choked out the chin lock, reverse chin lock on him. But um, yeah, no, I agree. He just, it was just, he was just totally outmatched. It felt like, um, and he said it was a good fight. But you know, I mean, you know, the real reason he didn't win, right? <laughs> so they can have a rematch. Well, okay, there's that. <laughs> there's, there's conspiracy theory reason, but the real reason he didn't win is because you can't send an Irish man. To fight a Russian. Whoa, whoa, controversial. Like, have we have we not seen Rocky Four? Have you not seen Rocky Four? If, if you put if you put an American fighter in there, he would have won. Just like the match, the match right before it. Um, what was the 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 the, the huge guy that had the super heavyweight fight? Oh, uh, uh, Derek Lewis. Yes. Yeah, Derek Lewis. When he took off, when he took off his shorts and said his balls were sweaty. Yeah, his balls were hot. Yeah. Man. So oh, he, he balls were too hot. He he's an American fighter and he he beat up a big giant Russian guy. You know, and they're and they're you know and and again <laughs> you know kind of ties into exactly what we're going to talk about. You know, uh, he at the end of the fight. Literally said no. He doesn't want to fight for the title. He didn't think that he was in shape enough. He I like that. Which is which is. I mean, it was an honest take. He said he yeah. needed to get back in. He needed to do cardio, uh, and he didn't think that he was ready for a title fight. However, he had the best, uh, for lack of a better term, promo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the end of the fight, um, better than than anybody else. And uh, and and now Dana White wants to put him in against um, uh, against uh, Daniel Cormier. And you know? I absolutely I love what you said about his at the end there. He like just incredible respect for a guy like that. That he's like he's like yeah man, I'm not ready for a title fight. I'm gonna get my ass whooped. I gotta get back in the gym. I gotta do some cardio. I yeah, gotta, I gotta get, get ready cardio because like, he was gassed oh, the, the entire fight. fight. The whole fight. Lewis was gassed the entire fight, and and it was just he came in, and that's one of the the cool things about a heavyweight fight is that you start throwing those haymaker bombs. And man, it just—I mean, Dude, when he connected with that last one, that was oh, it. It was game over. And I could hear, I could hear the, uh, <laughs> the classic Jr. Stop the match! Somebody stop the damn match! Oh, he killed him! And he was just pounded away on that guy, and his lights were just, just way out. Yeah. And the, and that for me, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that really like the the grappling and the jujitsu aspect of uh, of UFC. 
But for me, those are the best fights where they're just fucking brawls, and when the win and when the win comes by way of knockout, like those are just my favorite fights. Yeah, of course, it's it's almost like um, you know a home run in baseball, right? Exactly, it's, it's exactly what you want to see, and it's what you're there for. Uh, I myself, I'm a big fan of the jujitsu aspect. I love the technical aspect of a fight. I like it when. Uh, they're on the ground and they're not getting stood up and they're they're actually as, as long as they're progressing in the fight, which is something that I thought that McGregor and Khabib actually didn't do. I, I felt there were several times when yeah. they could have been stood up and they could have gone, you know, back to a striking position. Well, um, if McGregor would take his toes out of the goddamn cage, maybe like that. You know, and again, I mean, he was he had multiple times and he was warned about it and then he continued to do it like blatantly in front of of the referee Herb Dean and it, he wasn't penalized for it he didn't have a point taken away for it and i think it was just uh, you know and, and let's just jump into it i think that it was you know more of that entertainment aspect of um, of ufc and, and i believe the term you i believe the term you're looking for is kayfabe <laughs> <laughs> so a little no, bit at of, the uh, end at so, the end there uh, like for our listeners who are not familiar with the world of professional wrestling, uh, I happen to be a professional wrestling. Uh, I would say more than a fan, I am a professional. Oh, wrestling you're a super his, fan, historian, as, <laughs> as I like to call it. Um, and when you talk about kayfabe, the, the term kayfabe is when you are talking about uh, the fakeness. It's almost like breaking the fourth wall when you say you're breaking kayfabe. It means you're breaking sort of that that fake element. Um, and when you say something is kayfabe, it means that it's it's part of a show. It's it's fake, right? So even with something like the Harlem Globetrotters, right? Right. Where, where it's um it's a great, it's an entertaining show, it's incredible, uh, but it's not a real athletic event. Now I think that their fight was real. Um, I think that the end ridiculousness. I think that was just way over the top and definitely. Uh, oh, I mean, it looks so it looks so overdone. Um, for the point of like, that's not something that professionals do, right? That's like, if you're a professional fighter, like you don't let your emotions, especially when you're a winner, like you don't let your emotions get to that point. And how many times in the world of professional wrestling have we seen a good old fashioned pull apart, right? And it, arguably it's actually one of the things that has gotten the best ratings um, uh, in WWE over the past couple of years is when they do those old fashioned pull aparts. And, um, and, you know, and it, and, and, and it happened and it created the controversy and it's the reason that if that never happened, people wouldn't be talking about the fight as much as they are. It would just be Conor McGregor got his ass kicked. You don't, you don't find it believable that Khabib might just be a complete fucking psychopath? Because I do. I, mean, I, I think it was real. The dude <laughs> did wrestle a bear when he was a child. Like, I saw the video. Have you like, seen those videos? I saw the video. Like, I, thought they were, I thought that was a joke. I thought that I really thought that was just like, they were fucking with them. Oh, he's yeah. a Russian. Of course he wrestles bears. It's, it's, and then no, the video the comes dude out. literally legitimately wrestled like a fucking six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, talk about cultural differences, man. I the, the worst thing I wrestled when I was that age was like a, a fucking possum, maybe. A, you know? a groundhog in the backyard. And, you know, that's a that's an interesting point because – and we'll stay away from politics and, and uh, controversial topics like this, I guess. But, um, I mean, in Russia, you see a six-year-old wrestling a bear and there's respect and pride that's put in there. If you saw a six-year-old wrestling a bear in America, there'd be uh, uh, lawsuits oh, God, and yeah. uh, child abuse and diapers <laughs> and everything else. He's not training to be a fighter. You know, that's child abuse. <laughs> I mean, unless, except for, like, maybe in the South. 
but they, they would wrestle pigs. Alligators. Alligators. Al- alligators. <laughs> well, boars. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Something like a yeah, pig. But so, so, yeah, so the, so the whole thing was just a fucking spectacle. And whether or not it was staged, I... I thought it was the most entertaining part of the evening, especially when they start the the people in the stands were were throwing their drinks at Khabib as he was walking out of the thing. Uh, again, and when McGregor I mean, got sucker punched, yeah, like who saw did. that coming? Yeah, I didn't see that coming. That was and that that I mean that wasn't a pulled punch. That was definitely real. Oh no, he got hit. Oh okay, yeah, he yeah, got he got, he got clocked. And that's yeah. that's messed up. Yeah. Um, but for those of you if you didn't see the fight, I would definitely encourage you. Um, it's it. By the time you listen to this, it's definitely going to be available. At least the the recaps and clips on YouTube. Um, go watch the ending of the fight. Um, you know, Khabib jumps out of the cage and literally jumps off of the, the the platform and like stomps on McGregor's crew. Well, that became a meme real quick. Yeah, and and you know, a, a lot of it is is legitimate. I mean, you know, you're a fighter. Your blood is up. You're you're hot headed, and you, you, but like that's just not. It's not professional. It's not what professionals do. I give it about. One more week before we hear talks of McGregor Khabib too. Oh yeah, I, I mean McGregor has already said it's going to make for a great rematch. Yeah, <laughs> before the fight even happened. Yeah, before it's it even be booked. Yeah, yeah, McGregor's already said you know, and and McGregor is is arguably the most bankable um, superstar that that UFC has right now. Uh, easily. Yeah. Um. So so on the on the topic of of fighting Russians professionally. The trailer for Creed 2 came out this week. Oh, entering and, into the movie segment of our show here today. <laughs> Yo, this mo- this trailer looks so good. You know, so good. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I really couldn't agree with you more. And I was really worried when I first heard the concept of having um, of Ivan Drago coming back and it, you know, yeah. Ivan Drago's son. Versus, yeah, I agree. You know, Apollo Creed's son. But the way they have done it, I mean, you know, you take a a, a over the top concept that's like kind of dumb, and they have done it what looks to be really, really well. And bravo to Sylvester Stallone for for that. Yeah, I agree, man. I I when I first heard the concept, I was like, okay, they're just they're playing, they're they're tugging the nostalgia strings for you. They wanna they wanna bring you back to Rocky Four, which was you know uh, it's. It's tough to say one of the greatest Rocky movies because they're all fucking good except for Rocky Five. Like, I mean, you know, was it good? <laughs> oh, you bite your tongue. You bite your fucking tongue. Apollo Creed died, man. Yeah. Apollo Creed died in I, the ring. I legitimately that alone. That. Yeah, yeah, that alone. And, and um, multiple or, different montages yeah. that are quintessential '80s montage. Um, oh, that no movie easy, basically no invented easy way the out when he's like going through and he's remembering Apollo Creed yeah. before he agrees to fight Ivan Drago and he's driving in the car, yeah. dude. How about at the, how about how about by the end of the fight, but that he had turned the crowd in Russia to his favorite, <laughs> they were cheering for him. Yeah, like, very believable. Yeah, it's completely, so, yeah, believable, yeah. completely believable. Perfectly so, normal, perfectly natural and healthy. So I like where they're going with Creed too because it's they're they're ta- it looks like from the trailer they're taking that same approach where. Um, Adonis Creed is either like retired already or semi-retired. He appears to be married and he appears to have a kid either – or he has a kid or he has a kid on the way, something along those lines. Very family-oriented. Like I really like that approach. And then you have this like villain that comes out and and he's you know challenging him. And I'm not going to lie. Like I got goosebumps when they showed that scene in the trailer where – uh, Rocky and Drago come face to face for probably the first time since the the since Rocky Four, 
and you're just like, oh, like what's gonna happen? So, and and Florian, Florian, um, uh, and I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Montiu, um, as as Ivan Drago's son, as uh, Victor Drago. Yep. Um, I dude, the guy is just jacked. He legitimately looks yeah, like, like a monster. He looks like a scary fighter. He looks like the kind of guy that like. If you got into a boxing ring with him, like you would just knock your head off. I hope the first time you, know? you see him, he's wearing like a tracksuit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just accurate. <laughs> now here's the jump the shark moment. Are they going to go back and and uh, are they going to you know kind of relevant to, to today? And the reason why Russia was held out of the Olympics are they going to are they going to deal with PEDs? No. You don't think so? Nope. I don't think so. I think that because because by doing by doing that, it makes it too much like Rocky Four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna they're, they're gonna do now to your point. They're gonna do something to make um to to make him nefarious. Like they're gonna do something to make him seem yeah, evil. Agreed. But in my opinion, they they might go the route of PEDs. But in my opinion, I think that that it makes it too much of a carbon copy of just like a reboot of Rocky Four, which I think they want I, I think they want to draw the fine line of make you have all the feels of Rocky Four without just giving you like a carbon copy. Kind of the same way that uh uh that uh The Force Awakens did, where they, you know, the mm-hmm. the storyline mm-hmm. and the character uh, archetypes and then the way the story progressed, it was very much like a carbon copy of a new hope. But it worked. You know, it worked. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to sh- go down that same path in Creed 2, but just stray away from it a little bit. I don't think they want to do the exact same thing. I, I think Stallone in particular is smarter than that. He say, say what you will about that big dumb animal in the movies he makes. When it comes to writing, he I think he's got a very good eye for that. I think he's not going to make that same mistake. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, I think he has an eye for nostalgia, um, yeah. and I think nostalgia is, is very bankable right now. Um, you know, you you have a, a whole generation of people that grew up in a in a time that was very different than the way that it is today, and and you know, sort of have a, a hunger and thirst for that way of life again, which is you know ever obviously never ever coming back. Um, yeah. But it's you know it's it's something that is it is a very bankable concept, why, which is why we're seeing it in so many different things. Everything from you know Stranger Things to the new Godzilla movie to you know it, and we're seeing so many different re- remakes. Uh, you know Predator, I, and tra- people are trying to bank in on that nostalgia concept. And I think that Sylvester Stallone really has an eye for it, and I think that he really does it well. And I think that there's enough drama that's built in that it actually creates a very interesting storyline. Um, and you have a very believable, very scary, monstrous villain and a very good, you know, likable, like good guy to get behind. And I, I'm, I'm excited. I think I think if nothing else, it's like I don't think it's going to win an Oscar or anything like that. I don't <laughs> think it's meant to win an Oscar. No. But will it be an incredible time at the theater? It's, it's like a roller coaster ride, man. I did, I did read somewhere that a major plot point is uh, that Ivan Drago is going to get uh, going to get the finger pointed at him for hacking into Hillary Clinton's emails. <laughs> um, I actually heard that Vladimir Putin is making a cameo yeah. appearance in Mueller. the movie. Mueller. <laughs> the, whole, the whole movie is the Mueller probe. <laughs> All right. Again, we're, we're not going to talk about politics no, as far as here. we're going to go. Yeah, not going to talk about politics but, here on the show. We don't talk. Ready, set, review, not politics. Everything but politics. Though. But speaking <laughs> – but, but, but uh, on the topic of politics and movie trailers <laughs> – the other trailer that dropped this week, 
Yes. Was for a movie that I honestly, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm usually got my finger on the pulse of these things. I had no fucking clue this movie was even being made until this trailer came out. Yep. Vice, Ooh. starring Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, former vice president to George W. Bush. Yo, this. I know you've seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, the, the 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 first thing I will say about this trailer is say say what you want about Dick Cheney, the real Dick Cheney. This trailer makes him look like a fucking like Bond villain. Like he looks like a he acts and looks like a goddamn supervillain. Yeah, and I like that. I like that. I, I like it too. I I think it's it's incredibly cerebral. I think that it it really looks like a. a a scary movie like it's it's like it's you you look at it and then you think about like the power that the position holds because a lot of the time people look at the vice president of the united states and and it's almost like um you know it's almost like a well he like, said it he the, the, an honorary the, position well, that, almost, you that's know, you're, what you're, i loved about the trailer the trailer nails it perfectly because they have that scene in the trailer where christian bale dick cheney is sitting down with uh w who appears to be played by uh sam rockwell which i think is fucking brilliant casting by the Great way casting um and 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 he says to him he goes cheney says to him he goes you know the vp position is more or less mostly a, a symbolic um, a symbolic position, you know. He's like, I would like to be involved in a little more way. And he's, he's like, he's like military and, and uh, intelligence and all this stuff. And then you really start to think, like, holy shit! Like, you know, like, is this? I wonder, like, is this how it really went down? Is Dick Cheney really a fucking supervillain? Because that's how it makes it feel. That was one of my favorite parts of the trailer. And I can't wait to see that scene play out in the actual movie. I'm yeah, dying to see this movie. It is it is definitely, in my opinion, a, uh, a must-see movie in the theater. I think that it is a, a big, <laughs> definitely a big screen experience that you really need to go and, and uh, dive headfirst into. Yeah, 100%. Um, in, in order to, to really get all of the, the feel for it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be... And the other thing I like about it is the... Uh, uh, the uh, the director, his name is his name is escaping me right now. I gotta look it up. But it's the same guy that did that movie, The Big Short, a couple years ago, which was a phenomenal movie. The Big Short was a movie um, for those of you that have not seen it. It was a about the the financial uh, crisis of 2008, the mortgage crisis and all that, um, and everything leading up to that. And the Adam, players, Adam McKay. Adam McKay, thank you. The everything leading up to that, and it was a that that's a if if you have not seen that movie. Go. Christian Bale was in it. Um, that's another great little combination we're seeing now of the Christian Bale, Adam McKay combo right there. I think we're going to see more of that. And uh, moving back into our sweet spot, um, it, he actually was the writer for Ant-Man as well. Yes, the original, he was. The first Ant-Man movie. Adam McKay wrote it. And, I, you know, I think that's really cool. No, wait, that's not true. Yes, it is. No, Edward Wright. He was one of the writers. I'm looking at it right here. Oh, Edward, Ed, Ed, uh, Ed, Edgar Wright and, and Adam McKay both wrote the original script for Ant-Man? Yeah, that's right. Oh. He was one of the... Yeah, well, Ad, well yeah, color he, me impressed. Well, Ed, Edgar Wright wrote the screenplay, and Adam McKay also helped with the screenplay, as did Paul Rudd, um, as did uh, Joe Cornish. Are you sure Adam McKay wasn't the guy they brought in after Edgar Wright left over the, quote, creative differences? It could be. It yeah. very well could be. Because I know that that was a very highly publicized thing, because it was one of the... The first, uh, probably the first time that Marvel uh, had some serious issues with one of its uh, writers slash directors. Uh, Edgar Wright had had written a apparently a very different screenplay for the original Ant Man. But hey, whether that whether that screenplay was what it was, 
Ant-Man was a great fucking movie. Yeah. And Ant-Man and the Wasp was an even better movie. A, so, great, a great movie. You know, and, it is and, what it is. And, of course, a, another great segue, um, talking about Marvel having problems with their directors. Um, and, again, trying to stay as much as far let's, away from politics Yo, let's talk can. conspiracy theories. Uh, well, let's well, talk conspiracy well, let's, theories let's, right let's now. Well, let's talk about before, we, you know, let's, let's segue into this, you know, talking about uh, problems that have happened with Marvel writers um, with James Gunn. Right, you know, we were talking about bullshit. it. We were talking about it in the last show, and, and James Gunn getting garbage. getting pulled off of Guardians of the Galaxy two. But just this week, it's come out that James Gunn may direct, or yeah, sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy three uh, may direct Suicide Squad Part two. And not only that, but there have been several posts from DC Comics calling out to Dave Bautista to play the character of. Bane, which I think could be really cool. I think it would be great, and and Batista, I think it's coming in. I think Batista and Gunn are are personally like buddies, like they're they're, they're friends. Um, but but yeah, man, I I totally agree. I I, I was I was personally heartbroken when Gunn got fired off of Guardians Three, not because I don't think that like you know nobody else could do it as good as he did, but it was like it's really. You get something special when you have a director like Gunn who's writing and directing these characters that he has a clear attachment to. Like when, like when you when you feel for your characters, like that's where you get the best, uh, the best, the best content and the best movies from. So that was heartbreaking for me. But on the flip side, who better to write a story about a bunch of villain misfit assholes turned semi kind of hero than? James Gunn because he's already done it twice. You know, and it's it's it's. I think he could do it in a really great way. I I think that he would write a story that would be really cool. I think that you could introduce new characters like Bane, right? Yep. Who is, has been in other Batman movies, who is a marketable character that people know, and so he would be a perfect. Addition. And he would be a perfect villain for the Suicide Squad, not the goddamn Enchantress. Like, no, just come the on, no, 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 like, he would be perfect. Bane is on the Suicide Squad. Uh, Put him I, on the Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're okay. not trying to take down Bane. Bane is on the Suicide Squad. Okay, know? I did. You know, with Harley Quinn and not the Joker. Keep the Joker far away from it. Keep the Joker <coughs> far away from the fucking Suicide Squad. He doesn't belong there. Joaquin Phoenix looks great as the Joker. We talked about it the last uh, episode. It was great. I, I think that he's going to be amazing. But No, but so, so your point about Jared Leto, let's talk conspiracy theories now. Because okay. <laughs> I think that this is a big fucking conspiracy theory brewing over it at Warner Bros. So just just follow me on this for a minute, okay? All right, let's go. The DC shared movie universe is in shambles. That's a fact. It's they've true. put out true. they've put out arguably one good movie, Wonder Woman, and Define even fine shambles. Shambles in the sense well, that... Well, Justice League made its money back, right? Like, yeah. Justice League, was it, was it a profitable movie? Okay, Justice League made its money back. Infinity War made $2 billion. So, you know, like, come on. When you when, when you when you make your money back on a on a $400 million investment, that's, like, not a good thing. You should know better than that. So it's like uh, the GoBots compared to the Transformers, well, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, so, so when, I, <laughs> when I say shambles, I say shambles for two reasons. 
it's it's fan reaction. I'm not even talking critic reaction. I'm talking fan reaction because mm-hmm. the 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 whole Rotten Tomatoes conspiracy thing that Rotten Tomatoes is against DC. Shut the fuck up. That just, yeah. you're, you're fucking idiots. Yeah. Okay, shut up. Okay. Well, the Joker comes yeah. out. And then R- Rotten Tomatoes is is, 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 a, is a goddamn yeah. aggregator tool. Okay, they're not. Marvel is not out there paying every single critic in the country to say bad against DC. So shut the fuck up, you idiots. So it's in shambles because fans do not universally like these movies. And that's the key. Universally. If you put out a movie that has Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in it for the first time ever on screen together like that, and you don't have at least 98% fan approval, you are doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. And they know that. And then the second reason it's in shambles, just look at all of the shakeups that have happened at the executive level at Warner Brothers. People, they've downplayed it in the media, but you know just as well as I do, working in corporate America and stuff like that, that when shakeups like that happen at the executive level, regardless of how it's portrayed on the outside, everybody on the inside is shitting their pants. Oh, absolutely. Like, so they're freaking out over there. Yeah, no matter how good your first movie was, Right, if your boss or whatever your project, let's just say corporate American in general, your project, yeah. right? You're you're supposed to hit a certain target or a certain goal on your project, right? And you underperform on that by like thirty percent. Yeah. you're fired. <laughs> you're like, just you're fired. How long are you gonna keep your job if you're just breaking even? Yeah, right. Like, you know, maybe so, not the first time, but if yeah, you, yeah after multiple times. Time, like, come know. on. And I'm sorry, you know, the other thing that came out uh, this week, Aquaman two trailer or the Aquaman trailer, the the second trailer came out. The second wait, 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 trailer wait, wait, wait. for Aquaman. Before we even get to that, I haven't even finished my conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, yet. sorry. My conspiracy theory. So it's in shambles. We know this, and they DC announces that they're making a. A solo Joker, a solo Joker movie that takes place in a different universe. It's the same, yeah. not the same universe no, as all the other movies. It's a different universe. But when asked, no, we're moving ahead with the DC movie universe. We are not making any changes. Nothing is being retconned. Then boom, one day, Flash movie is being made. Flashpoint is what the t- the working title of the screenplay is. No, 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 no. We're keeping one universe. We're not. We're not merging universes. We're keeping one universe. Suicide Squad comes out. It's awful, and people do not like the Joker. Jared Leto is a notoriously difficult actor to work with. No, no, no. One universe. No, we're not making any changes. No, the Joker movie is separate. Jared Leto is the Joker, and so is Joaquin Phoenix. Don't worry, guys. It's all under control. I'm not buying it. Then, right? Then James Gunn quits Marvel. One month later, quits. He got fired. Fired. Excuse he got me. Fired. Correct. He Accurate. Got fired. Accurate. He got fired. <laughs> two, two months later, we see our first set photos from the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah. And people just are losing their shit because it looks so fucking awesome. People are losing their mind. And what happens almost within what would you say a week and a half, two weeks of those set photos coming out? James Gunn signs a deal with. DC to do Suicide Squad 2, which Jared Leto was in. And then all of a sudden, here's the crux of the conspiracy. Warner Brothers looks all, wait, what do you mean Jared Leto and James Gunn don't get along? What do you mean James James Gunn thinks Jared Leto is a pedo? What do you mean Jared Leto might leave the movie if James Gunn does it? Oh, all of a sudden, look, we solved our problem. Jared Leto is gone. A joker that people like now. And then Flashpoint, Flashpoint. Flashpoint, and now all of a sudden, Joaquin Phoenix is our new Joker. 
you know, and and it looks great, you know, and you you, you kind of touched on something there. Uh, it's interesting to think about one of the biggest complaints. You don't believe that, my conspiracy theory? No, I I do a hundred percent. I'm about to uh, to tell you because one of the biggest complaints that people have had about DC movies is that they are too dark, they're too brooding, right, for heroes. But what if they just go with that? What if that's yeah. really the goal is to go with it? And what if they do the heel turn? Right, oh, so oh. that they make movies that are about the villains. So they're making a Joker movie. Would a Sinestro movie would be so awesome, right? To see it's all connected, dude. I'm telling you, like it, a Black Adam movie with The Rock as Black Adam. Turn it, and instead yep. of doing heroes, do villains. Your, your your main problem is you make movies too dark. Good. Make them dark. If that's the way you want to make it, make it dark, make it edgy, make it about the bad guy. And that way, then you have a really cool, really awesome bad guy. And you're, then you can tragic do movies. Figures. Right. And then you do a movie like Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman comes in and kicks everybody's ass, and then it's fine, and are everybody's you, happy. Are you listening, DC? This is free <laughs> advice we're giving you right here, uh, okay? You're welcome. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Just listen to us. But then, but so, so you're absolutely right. I... I think that would be great, and then I I can't I I, I can't I can't even talk about it without laughing because <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Aquaman trailer is so horrendously it's so bad. fucking and bad. That's and what I was gonna, wait, that's the reason I brought it up before is because I wanted to say how wait, bad it was. Before you say that though, when like I said it's in shambles, if you're if you're releasing a five minute trailer for a movie. Your, your back is against the wall. Your back is against the wall. You do not think there is enough hype for your movie, so you want to give people way more than they should get in a trailer to get them hyped to see your movie. A five, when's the last time you saw a five-minute trailer? If I do see a five-minute trailer, I don't want to go see the movie. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I watched the trailer. I even I texted you right afterwards. I was oh, like, God. I feel like I've watched the whole movie already. That's it. You have. Yeah. You have. Yeah. <laughs> He said that Black Manta who looks like a Power Ranger villain. No, Black Manta <laughs> definitely one hundred percent looks like a Power Ranger villain. It's so true. I was I was waiting for Jason David Frank to come out. Big shout out, Jason David Frank. Oh, big shout out to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I was waiting for him to come out and and do a spin kick. He looks he looks like a he looks like a Power Ranger villain. <laughs> but but seriously though, in the trailer, what the fuck is happening? Because in the trailer, it makes it the very first thirty seconds of the trailer. Are they are they looking for Atlantis? Have they lost Atlantis? Does Atlantis not exist anymore? Why are they in the desert searching for Atlantis? What the? I'm so confused. Where did Atlantis dude, go? Dude, you just have to wait and watch the movie, and and make sure that you go IMAX 3D. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going Sunday afternoon. The special effects matinee. do not look good. Dude, they is don't. is his. Is his suit CGI? Oh, 100%. Because it look I can't... I think they changed it. I think they CGI'd over it after Justice League did so bad. Oh, my God. I didn't even... You just blew my fucking mind. They changed... The, I didn't think changed, about they that. They changed his trident. They gave him a trident instead of having a pitchfork. In, in Justice League, oh, he has, like, this wow. pitchfork. And they completely changed his outfit yeah, to yeah. be more comic accurate. No, but so... And but then I, they gave him a trident instead of a pitch. So that's what he's supposed to have. So you're saying they filmed it one way and then CGI'd over it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not even think about like that. It's like rotoscoping. Except, <laughs> you know, modern-day rotoscoping. 
I that didn't even cross my mind. I think you're right, dude. Yeah. I think you're fucking right. Dude, about if you that. look at it, it is so like the outfit itself is so CGI. Yeah. It looks like the Green Lantern. And why right? are the why are the gloves why are the gloves pointed? Do they have like the Batman uh, thing on the well, elbow? Um, like uh, Aquaman sometimes had pointed gloves. Like really pointy though, yeah. Batman pointy, but yeah. No, oh my god, yeah. they CG, they filmed it one way and CGI'd over it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, it yeah. makes me angry that I that I like uh, Aqua Bro as a character. Jason Momoa, like he makes me like the character, that it makes me angry. I don't want to and like again, him. And again, if it's not, if it's not, you know, whatever canon universe, and it's it's just Earth sixty five. You know, then it's fine. You're actually, okay, this is a different version of Aquaman. Yeah. It's Aqua Bro. He so is Aqua Bro. And it's, and so, so Black Manta looks like a Power Ranger villain. The thing that they go in the the beginning of the trailer, that's, that's Tony Stark's arc reactor. It it looks exactly like it. It, It's exactly like it. it. It's so obvious. And then, but that's like a minor thing. Who cares? Why I just I, I want to know why they're searching for Atlantis and then are there, there going to be multiple villains because it seems like there's multiple villains like yeah the, and that's it's, really it's going to be like his brother and then right Black fighting Manta, for the throne yeah or something like like that. so what is it Black Manta's pulling the strings behind the scenes the whole time like it just yeah oh, I uh, yeah. it is so and so Shazam what, looks good <laughs> but I'm serious though so what happens you know, if if Aquaman horrendously fails do they release shazam or do they call it quits i you they and i have to you right? and i went to see justice league in the theater um i even think we saw it 3d um you know it was you know I, you know getting a chance to see i i was actually a uh um i don't want to call it a fan of superman versus batman but i, I definitely there are parts of the film that i enjoy um, and it has its purposes it's a great background movie like if you ever have it on the background muted while you're like cleaning or like you're not really watching it but it's just on in the background it's actually not a bad movie to have on it's actually pretty cool so you have it and it's like you're not really paying attention to it but there's awesome action scenes and batman was really cool batman ben affleck is is my i have to say it uh, on screen uh ben affleck is my favorite right, batman shut, shut, the, fu- shut the fuck up uh, shut, okay. shut the fuck Christian up bill is good but uh, i don't know ben the, so bat you remember when they used to say when we were growing up that marijuana was a gateway drug right it's a drug that leads you into other worse drugs. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Batman Where are you versus going with this one? <laughs> Batman versus Superman is the gateway movie to other bad movies. Yeah. It's exactly it what it is. There's yeah, just enough okay. in there to make you say, "Oh yeah, I can watch this and enjoy it." Yeah, yeah. I'll just see the next one. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and before you know it, like you're trying to nominate trauma movies for an Oscar. Like, yo, yo, you bite your tongue, Sergeant no, Kabuki Man. NYPD is one of the greatest love, movies of all time. I love trauma. <laughs> I know. You get my point, like. Like you, like today you're watching Batman versus Superman, and tomorrow you're watching Waterworld. Yeah, I mean that's essentially what Justice League was. Justice League was so bad. It was so, it was so bad. But it was so bad that it was good. It was yeah, so they, bad they that shot it the was moon. good. And they used Superman in the right way, at least. Like he's just like which was surprising. Yeah, which is I mean it, it was, was really great. surprising. It was really, actually great. Do you notice? Do you notice the? The scene where they're in the cornfield, where Clark and Lois, and, the, and it's like so obvious, like it's just not a cornfield at all. It's no. just really bad CGI. Yeah, just bad CGI, just bad. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, not good. Oh my god! Again, DC Comics, listen to us. It's really easy. This is free advice, you, you, man. You're bad at writing heroes, 
so write villains. You're also not good at writing villains when you're trying to put over a hero, but there are great villains in the DC Universe. And Sinestro in the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. The only good part. He was the only good part. He was the only good. At, he was he was incredible. I would watch a movie with him as Sinestro. You know. He's already the villain in Shazam. I mean, think about it. How much do people want a Darth Vader movie? How much? How much would Darth like if they did a Darth Vader movie? Yeah. Just based yep. on Darth Vader, where he's vicious and ruthless. Yeah. Right, and he's just murdering people left and right. People would love it. <laughs> People go nuts for it. They had that in the comics. The comics, are yeah, great. I know, and the comics are awesome. So the uh, so you talked about villains focusing on villains in other movie universes. I haven't seen it yet. I know we're seeing it this weekend, but Venom is uh, surprising no one, by the way, uh, getting really terrible reviews. It did win the box office last week, which obviously that was going to be the case, but uh, not. Not, uh, not doing so hot with the fans. You know, and it's, it's a good point. And, and here is exactly what we're talking about. Here's where DC could have a niche audience and could actually take market share, right? Where they would be able to create instead of – it's something that Marvel obviously can't do. They can't write a story about a villain it, where the villain yep. is the centerpiece. But if Joker comes out and it's a good movie and it shows that, that DC can write a good movie about a villain – then I think that they should take that ball and run with it and just do all villains. Like, they do... Like, how cool would it be to, like... I mean, a, a, a Lex Luthor yeah, movie definitely. about Lex Luthor. Dude, how awesome would that be? Like, it would be like a House of Cards, right? But, like, to the nth degree. <laughs> oh, man. House of Cards with superpowers. So then do you have the villain win, though? Of course. Do the villain always win? Of course. So what heroes do you put in it? Do you put the B-list heroes so people don't need to see Superman dying? That's a good right? question. So, How do you do that? You, so, put in, you put in the B-listers, right? So the answer is yes. But maybe you have to have the hero, the big-name hero, lose. So that way during mm-hmm. his movie he can come back and actually win. But the movies aren't connected. <laughs> write movies about villains you'll do better <laughs> listen to what I say man <laughs> I haven't fleshed this all out yet okay <laughs> so uh, so who's your pick of the week okay so let's review the uh, the movies that are coming out this weekend cause I I have a feeling that from the from the the reviews Venom did well week one. I don't think it's going to take week two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to take week two either. Um, It'd be pretty fucking dope if it did, though. All right, so the movies that are coming out this weekend are the are First Man, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, which looks amazing, uh, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, a kid's movie, uh, a Halloween kid's movie. Wouldn't be surprised if that actually takes the weekend. Um, even though it's got a 35% currently on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, Beautiful Boy, and then The Happy Prince. Wait, is Jack Black... Uh, wait, look it up. Is Jack Black... In the Goosebumps movie? Yes. 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 He is? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's look, a kid's I think Halloween Goose, movie. Goosebumps, Goosebumps it's, it's hard to it. argue with that. Yeah, I think, the, I think the, the best movie of the weekend is going to be Bad Times at the El Royale. 
That movie looks really cool. It looks it looks it looks really what? intense. It reminds me of Identity. Did you ever see the movie Identity? Of course. Yeah, great movie. John Cusack, an incredible cast. Um, it, there was so many great actors that were in it. It was so interesting, and it has this awesome twist ending. And that's really what this movie looks like. It looks like it's crazy. It looks like it's at a motel. It's very you know very similar to Identity. It looks really awesome. So while I totally agree with you that it looks awesome. In terms of best movie coming out this weekend, have you seen the trailer for First Man? Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, that. sorry, I forgot the moon landing was faked. Uh, my, my bad. That doesn't count. <laughs> Listen, doesn't I, don't, count. I don't believe the moon landing was fake. I'm not one of those. No. Uh, do Stanley I really? Kubrick. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. He filmed the moon landing, dude. And he, and he, and he, put, it into, uh, and he put it into The Shining. It was in The Shining. Yeah, yes, it was The yeah. Shining. You know, the, he's wearing the Apollo 11 sweater, and then the room numbers was actually the, stu- the studio that he filmed it in. I love conspiracy theories. Stanley Kubrick did not film the movie. <laughs> okay, so so we're both in agreement though that Goosebumps is going to win. The Goosebumps two is going to win the week. Yeah, it uh, look yeah. middle middle of the month. It's approaching Halloween. It's a kids movie. Um, you know, you know, this seems like a weekend. You know, that is going to be. Uh, uh, a weekend where parents are going to take their kids pumpkin picking and go see a, a kid's scary movie. Yeah. Hey, let's do the Halloween stuff. Let's get ready. Let's get psyched for it, you know. I mean, my, my Spider-Man costume just came in the mail today, so I'm pretty <laughs> fucking hyped. <laughs> well, my Superman costume came in the, the mail the other day. It was great. So, um, all right. So, winner of the week. We got that covered. Yeah, Goosebumps. So, definitely going to be Goosebumps too. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to actually seeing it and actually, uh, you know, maybe giving a, a good opinion of it. I won't watch it until it comes out. Fuck no. Uh, so, so we're going <laughs> to so start a new but thing here. We're, we're going to start a new thing here for, for you out there, the fans, because we are something of like movie, I'm not going to say connoisseurs, but like we fucking know what we're talking about for the most part. And chances are... <laughs> We've we seen. Hey, do we? Do we? Listen, just because we watch like <laughs> trauma movies doesn't make our movies any less valid. Uh, actually, I think it makes it more valid because uh, we see? watch those. Thank you. Um, so, so chances are we've seen a, a bunch of fucking movies that you have not seen, whether they be good, bad, weird, or indifferent. Uh, so we're gonna give you some recommendations. And and by the way, I'm sure you've seen a lot of really good movies too that we haven't seen. Like I know I was. Really dying to see like Freaky Friday when it came out, but you know, like I'm sure you guys have really great taste in movies too. But anyway, my point is, we're gonna drop some knowledge on you, movie wise, movies that you may have seen, you may not have seen, Absolutely. and I want you to go check them out. Yeah, and definitely encourage you guys to to you know, there may be some movies here you don't have to watch, but these ones definitely go check out. So, what's your pick for the week, Anthony? Uh, so I watched a movie, uh, being getting close to Halloween, and I happen to be a big, a big horror movie fan. I watched a movie called The Witch. Um, it was filmed. Back in 2016, I want to believe. Um, actually, let me look that up right now. But it's it, it's um, a movie called The Witch, and it's about a family in I think it's the 1500s that are uh, they leave their convent 
Right, and let me let me just read the uh, the description here off IMDb. Con- convent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so where, that's where nuns uh, chill, bro. Or whatever. It's like you know the religious commune? gathering. Yeah, commune. Is that what it is? A, a, I don't con- know. A convent. convent. What are they convene that's together, where the man? Nuns hang out, they bro. Conven- I don't know. No family of nuns. So here's here's the description. A family in ni- in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Right. Um, <clears throat> Great movie, really awesome. Um, Ralph Innocent uh, plays the father. He actually was in Game of Thrones um, as uh, one of the Ironborn that took Winterfell. Uh, really, really awesome. Yep. Um, Kate Dickey, who plays um, uh, uh, what's her character's name? You're the one that saw the movie, not me. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, we can edit this out. I hate you. What the fuck is her fucking name? I just said it before. Wait. Oh, oh, okay. Wait. Hello? What just happened? Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I think I moved. One, two, one, Yep, two. there we go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, anyway, continue. All right, are we back? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we can edit that out. Probably. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um... So yeah, so it, the uh, wife in the movie is Kate Dickey. She is Lysa Aaron in Game of Thrones, um, which is really, really awesome. Um, and then uh, Ann Taylor-Joy, um, who's been in a few different things, but she was uh, the, the thing that I know her from is from Split, where oh. she was uh, one of the, the girls actually yep. in Split. Um, but it, the, the director is Roger Edgers. Um, you know, he's directed some other, you know, kind of crazy horror movies, but this is just, it's, it's really exciting, very thrilling. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. You want to know what happens next. Uh, the dialogue is really interesting. Um, it's very unique dialogue. Uh, it's very, they tried to be as dated as possible. And apparently, uh, they took a lot from actual stories of, uh, which events and which encounters that that were written in that time? They took actual accounts of stories and mashed them together and, and created this movie. And it is an incredible edge of your seat thriller. Um, and, and for Halloween especially, I definitely recommend it. The Witch. So my pick, not for Halloween, definitely a more well-known movie, but still a highly, highly underrated movie. Um, underrated in terms of how people know about it. It is one of my top five favorite movies of all time from uh, 2007, I believe. Uh, there's a poster on it of my wall right here. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, written and directed by um, Shane Black, same guy that wrote Lethal Weapon and like just invented the buddy cop genre. Um, also did The Nice Guys a couple years back with, or two years ago, I think, with um, uh, Russell, Russell Crowe and... and uh, Ryan Gosling, not Ryan Reynolds. Right. The, the Ryan's confused. Anyway, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a quintessential buddy cop movie about a uh, a thief, a small-time two-bit criminal played by Robert Downey Jr., who gets accidentally recruited to do a detective reality show, and the detective starring in the reality show is Val Kilmer's character. And, of course, as you can imagine, they accidentally stumble upon a, a real legitimate crime, not just the kind of shit that private eyes investigate, legitimate crime, um, and have to go bumble their way through solving it in just, like, pure buddy cop fashion. And it's right. it's a great movie to see, too, because it's the last movie that Robert Downey Jr. did before doing Iron Man. So yeah. it's like right when he's about to just explode, but he still has that that 
classic Robert Downey Jr. feel about him, and I'm talking like 80s Robert Downey Jr., like before like the coke and everything became a real issue for him. Like you classic, feel, you feel a lot of Tony Stark in yeah, the movie. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so it's Tony Stark. Like you almost look look like you're watching a young Tony Stark. 100. percent So that's the movie you should go see. In addition to the witch, go check out those. Go check out those movies. While you're doing it, go to Instagram, like us, follow all of our shit, watch our stories, go to Facebook, follow yeah, leave us all a comment. That good stuff. You leave know, some if, comments. if you like our opinion, let us know. If you don't like our opinion, let us know. Yeah, you know, definitely, we want to be able to have conversations and we want to be able to talk about the stuff that you guys want to talk about. And I really just want to tell you how you're wrong. So, like, you know, if you tell us our opinion, correct. <laughs> and then so. we're gonna just bring up all facts and we're gonna we're gonna be able to argue you without yeah. you guys really don't being don't fucking come at me no, with Batman versus Superman as the best comic movie of all time I'll fucking end it <laughs> it's a good background movie it's a background movie it's got its moments man it's such a good it's a good background uh, uh, movie excuse me while I go kill my friend thank you everybody for listening <laughs> we'll see you all next time